So you qualify. Yeah, yeah. DJ Clue. DJ Clue. Death of Storm. The Rock. The Rock. This shit right here. The Rock Army. Dang Dash presents the Dream Team, niggas. You know the vibes. We motherfucking champions right now, man. Yo, this is Dame Dash, the CEO. Here to welcome y'all to the Dream Team. We a motherfucking dynasty, man. I'm just a little mad at niggas coming at my neck like my teammates the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't got beef. Cam, Let's go. We're taking over, man. This Kanye doc kinda got me hype a little bit, man. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. I've been going down memory lane. Happy Saturday! We got a packed show, man. We gonna take a trip to Cleveland. With William H. Holler. Come on, man. The Holler family, nigga. Rockefeller Records. Come on. Dynasty. New Gems and Juice Podcast. This Rockefeller Appreciation Day, man. Yo, my bitches, nigga, stick to the script. New York State. I rock my shoes. I'm not a fool. And it's small on my back. I got this big ass tour. When I'm skating through the city and I stop and kick it, be the most asked question. How I got them digits. It's rodeo season. Grind, never stop for bitches. Never going to the rodeo run. Probably not. Oh, yeah. This is Rockefeller Appreciation Day, man. Show man to the league. Who you know who can spit it with seed? Yeah, nigga. The truth. Every time I step in the booth, I speak the truth. Y'all know what I'm bringing to you. I bring the truth. You motherfuckers know who I be. I be the truth. Where I speak. A fun show, man. Let's know who I be. I be the truth. What I speak sounds set you free. Told y'all. Come on, man. Dynasty. Rockefeller Records. Irving. Unstoppable. Niggas. Jimmy. Uh. Sequel. Sequel. We get to that dynasty status, man. Dynasty. Who can believe? Get close to 200 episodes. Mo Cheddar, foes knock the man off your polo sweater. Oh, let's go. Go with the ROC. Hey, fella, 
Remember me, the teachers used to fell us. Now it's most thriller. Cold killers, four wheelers, we God with us. Oh, please fill us. We heat holders, fighting. Listen, boy, Roy Jones couldn't still. Let's go. The plot thickens, the block clicking. We got the game tied up. Stop tripping. Jigger man, huh? Seagull, seagull, y'all. Mimply, what? Million. Let's go. Cappy Ham, El Capitan. The fire I spit burned down Happy Land. Social club, we unapproachable thugs. Non social, gone postal. Great aim, palm the arm close to your toes like a dawn supposed to. Sean, I thought I told you, these ain't just vocals. Don't make me take it to the old school. I put holes through your hoes too. Through your clothes, through the foes, through the nigga close to you. Fuck it. Chigger man, huh? Seagull, seagull, y'all. A million, what? Let's go. Come on, man. Remix. We gonna get to the podcast in a minute, y'all. Niggas. I've been a little busy with this dynasty shit, but uh, got my mind right, money been right. I'm in the Rockefeller mood, man. Ready for walk, walk. Young, over. Yeah, I got the fifth, niggas. You have to pick niggas off of the ground. When I pick niggas off with the pound, go get your click, nigga. This nigga's running with clowns. I'm a rich nigga. I get you clipped and close right now. Niggas forget niggas soon as you coughing off in the ground. Family man, look at your kids office now. Stalk them now, taking all that support them now. Down to your bitch, nigga, you sick. Fronting like you're tougher than what you are. To the gunners coming through the driver's side of your car. Put my name in vain. Like I'm the fat ass out of cannons before. I'm that nigga. nigga. Pumpers, first thing in evil, can evil jumpers. And they turning over rovers like they wanted with Hover. It ain't about rich and poor, nigga. It's about rich and poor. It just go. It ain't about Brooklyn or Harlem. No more than it's about fame or stardom. It's about me being on blocks you love. Oh, yeah. Set myself apart from rappers to use other rappers' names. So other motherfuckers can watch them. It's as simple as this. Y'all niggas get off my dick. I let you eat after I get off my bricks. The world's most dangerous click. You are my right. Alright man, this is my last one. One nine hundred hustler, Seagull, how at your boy? What's the problem? Yeah, what up, man? I'm the only nigga from Brooklyn out here, man. I'm trying to like this five. Here's a couple of suggestions of how you could finesse it. You find it through the town, you send them a short message. Say, hey, I'm new in town. I don't know my way around. But I got some salt white that's sure to come back brown. I get that butter all night. Cause most niggas don't know a brick from a bite. They keep buying hard white. And if you're free tomorrow night, we can meet and discuss price. FYI, I've never been robbed in my Let's go. You find a chick shit, you hold up in a crib and let her introduce you round town like a man. Shake hands, make friends like it's all innocent. Then, before they look up, you selling the town, put the ball. Gorilla pin, come up on that killer shit. Take a nigga brick, smack him, then you sell it back to them. Yeah, yeah, that's Brooklyn? gangsta. I think I'm going with that one. Make y'all a check for $800, Jigga Man. Holla. I think we're going to the Rock Nation brunch after this mix, man. I mean, we need to. We should, man. I ain't yeah. give up on that dream, man. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, most of the <laughs> niggas that were on the songs with Jay aren't going to be at the brunch. <laughs> uh, probably <laughs> but... not. Probably not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he got a new circle, but still, he got some of this day one still with him, man. I, we, yeah. we, we've been petitioning for that. We've been hitting up Brandon Caldwell. I know he went. <laughs> and, you know, he, he got the hookup. We 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 gonna make it this year, man. Yeah. Next time they have a Rock Nation brunch, we definitely gonna make yeah, our we, case. Yeah, we still trying to get on title, and we yep. still trying to get yep. to the brunch, man. We gonna get there, man. 
Yeah, we. I, I, I have hope, man. If Kanye could do it, we can do it too. Okay, if Kanye could get a deal, we can at least get on title. <laughs> yeah, <think>. for sure. <laughs> shit, we gonna see how it goes, man. Yeah, great era, man. Great era. Mm-hmm. Um, funny thing about Champions is that that's a great song, but Dipset did their own version, and at yeah. the end of their version, Jim Jones was talking shit about Nas, and yeah. he said he was going to slap the Koofy. fucking Koofy off yeah. his head. <laughs> and now, every time you hear that beat, that's all I hear. Yeah. Honest, <laughs> Jim Jones To, to be honest, shit. man, that was the better version to me. I like, oh, that. I like that version way better. You notice I ain't really played the verses or nothing in it. Yeah. But uh, just that beat and that whole energy of that, it's like, oh, shit, I'm getting fucking hyped for this shit. <laughs> But um, it get a little overwhelming <laughs> with the yeah. original one. But the Dipset one was hard. Man, Jim Jones was like, man, I'm going to sm- when I see you, I'm going to smack that fucking koofy nah, off your head. off your head. <laughs> I had a problem. I had to talk to my Akis because they told me not. Nah, chill out with the koofy shit, but nope. <laughs> there you go. Koofy right off your fucking head. Man. Come her maphrodite dog. They really went in on Nas, man. Yeah. They really... They really went in on Nas just because yeah. he said the, Purple Haze was trash or whatever yeah, the fuck he said. Th- that's the crazy wow. part about it, man, because when you hear Cameron talking about, when he talked about that situation, um, he was like, he was like, man, I was a fan of Nas. I used to love Nas. And then when he said that shit, it's like, oh, fuck, now I got to <laughs> I gotta go in now. So it's just like, damn, like he didn't even want to go in on that. That was one of his favorite artists. And then to see all the disrespectful shit they were saying, it's just like, damn. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he the way because they asked him about, it, I think it was Drink Champs or or whatever interview he was doing. I think I want to say it was Drink Champs, but they asked him like why they went so hard against Nas because Nas <laughs> didn't even say that. He just said the Cameron album was trash. Yeah, on on, uh, on the radio, yeah. and then Cameron was talking about his dead mama. Yeah, and all the, the girl cheating on him, like they really went for the jugular. Yeah, and, and Cameron's defense was like, "Look, I knew he was like the greatest rapper of all time. So if we had, or if we were gonna have a chance against him, we had to pull out all the stops." Yeah, but now nah, they they went a little too far with that shit, man. They ain't have to go dig up a personal shit yeah, about the that man could, just because he ain't the, like your album. The, the crazy part about <laughs> it, man, that could have just been a conversation. Yeah, could have just, hey, what's up, man? What's up? What you talking about? And you know, you, I don't think to me knowing how people are, he wouldn't have been like, "Nigga, I said that shit was." Tra-. They would have talked it out, <laughs> man. They probably would have dapped it up and be like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I apologize for that, man. I, you know, I mean to, you know, get you tight like that type shit." And it would have been, it yeah. wouldn't have been no beef. <laughs> but man, that was a wild era, did, man. Yeah, it was. They were in beef mode at that time, man. They beef with everybody. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Anybody could get it at the, that point. Yeah, the Jay Z shit was brewing. Yep, and then yep. and then this was fifty cent later on too. Yep. All that shit. Yeah, and then I want to say around this time, this when um, Jay Z and not uh, this was years later. Jay Z and Nas ended up being cool, and mm-hmm. that's when the whole Cameron sixty minutes shit. Oh yeah, or yep. or something or that. I think that happened, and then I think that's when um, I want to say Cam had the diss on towards Jay Z. Yeah, but I thought nigga throw up the rock before he shot me in the Lambo. Yeah, before that, okay, before damn. shots was fired. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and then um, Nas was on the interview with Jay. Pretty much talking about that was dry snitching and it all was that dry shit. Dry snitching. Yeah. Jay Z was like, "How somebody gonna hold up the rock with a gun in their hand?" And then, yeah. 
<laughs> that was fucking hilarious. When he when he said that, I had to laugh. I'm like, man, that that is kind of true. And Ken was my guy. <laughs> but just imagine a nigga like this. <laughs> like you got to be on some Chuck Norris type shit, right? man. Right. Uh, you gotta be uh, you gotta be Clint on some Eastwood. James yeah some James Bond <laughs> shit man some Jackie Bass Chan shit the West. yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> now that, that was a classic era man like yeah. it, it was ridiculous in a lot of ways but it really was classic and yeah the Kanye documentary definitely will make you feel nostalgic for a mm-hmm. lot of that era man like it, it, it was just the wild west in a lot of ways man a lot of yeah. shit we took for granted we just thought was normal yeah. Looking back it was ridiculous. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Classic yeah. time in hip hop. Oh yeah. Speaking of the rock, it's the uh today is officially the 19th birthday or anniversary of a Freeway's Philadelphia Freeway album. Was so, it? Damn. I would have yeah. played a bunch of freeway shit, man. Nah, it's all good. But it's all yeah. good. We played the rock mix, man. I so know. it's good enough. I almost played what we do. But yeah. I'm like, man, I probably played that too much. So I don't. Yeah. You know, and me, 19 is a weird year anyway. We'll do it again yeah. for the 20th. Yeah. But yeah, happy anniversary to that album. And Legend, yeah, man. man the 20 years since The Rock had that dynasty run, man, with a young Kanye in the, in the, in the waiting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. definitely. We're going to talk about that documentary in a little bit, man, because it's very, very interesting, especially if you're a hip hop head like me and Figgy are. But a lot to get to before that, man. Uh, Jay Prince, some people they've listening to right now. The gems and juice. Back at it. Another action-packed episode. Got a great interview from another great Cleveland artist you're going to hear in a little bit. Got some uh, new things coming out. Got some uh, controversial things that happened. We kind of got down to two. Not really. <laughs> sort of, I guess. If you yeah. pay 200 bucks. For unfinished music, but yeah. we'll talk about that in a little bit too. <laughs> uh, but first off, man, quick wellness check, dog. It's, it's cold. It ain't as man. cold as in Cleveland, I'm sure, but it's cold yeah. out here. Fiki, how you doing, man? Man, I'm going through it, man. It's cold as hell. So, I, uh, <laughs> so on Thursday, uh, you know, if you follow our job and all this other stuff, um, it's a uh, our country's one of our country stations. They have a thing called the uh, Bull Barbecue Shack. And so yeah, it's at the, the cook off at the rodeo. at the rodeo cook off. The rodeo yeah. kicked off on Thursday, and uh, I decided to go. Man, I never been as a you know just to go as a good time. I always worked it as a street teamer. Mm-hmm. So I went. Me and the wifey went. A uh, bunch of people was out there. Leroy. Our dude, uh, Kevin Ross, he was out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a cool time, man. It was cool, but uh, it was cold as shit, man. It was so damn cold. Uh, it was packed. It was crowded. Mm-hmm. The streets was crowded. So that was a little frustrating. But you know, it, it felt good for the rodeo to be back in H Town, man. That's that's we we talked about taking stuff for granted. That's something I kind of took for granted, man. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because when I was here, I went to the rodeo all of the times. And I went probably like once or twice. Ain't really think nothing of it. But once they canceled it due to COVID, and then the following year they had to cancel it, then it's like, fuck, man, I got to taste for a fucking uh, 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 funnel cake, a (laughs) turkey leg. And I don't Mm -hmm. even be rocking with the turkey legs all like that. And I'm like, man, I got a taste for all that, man. Once they come back, I'm going to try to go more than I usually go. 
So um, yeah, it's good. They back, man. I'm excited for the um, the Bun B Takeover concert. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. I wonder how long because he got like. 25 niggas that's gonna be performing with yeah, him. Yeah, we was. So I wonder. We was trailed about the damn halftime show with all those people on there. Yeah. So I wonder how they gonna split all this up. <laughs> nah, they got a lot, and they're they just announced last week they're bringing in some more. I want to say uh, Frankie J and Baby Bash gonna mm. be there, mm. and uh, some other people got announced too. But yeah, it's gonna be pretty much everybody in, in Houston rap. <laughs> that's been even, even somewhat relevant yeah. in the past uh, <laughs> 20 years or so is going to be there. So, yeah, man, I I, I low-key want to go, but I kind of <laughs> don't just because I know it's going to be crazy up in there because everybody's mm-hmm. making up for the past two years of not having the rodeo. Yeah. So it's going to be super packed. It's going to be terrible traffic. It's going to be just some wild ass bullshit man and it's already niggas is sick it's cold outside yeah i don't know if i want to do it man but i do <laughs> the, the the show is tempting the show is very tempting so yeah yeah i think I i'm gonna go if i get the tickets i'm gonna go yeah but uh, so we'll see yeah. how that goes but y'all uh keep a keep an eye out for that i'm sure it's gonna be a hot show it's gonna be houston's version of the super bowl basically Pretty you much. Know, this, so. that, that, that's, this is our <laughs> halftime show of the Basically. rodeo. <laughs> yeah, because I, I want to say this is the first time they did something like this with an actual hip-hop act. Hey, I mean, they've had rappers there. I know Cardi B did it. Um, but that was more Latino night, wasn't it? Or was it actually no, hip-hop that, night? That could be Latino night. Cardi because, B. No, they. I couldn't remember how it was because I know that. I think that was the first time they, they do had, have like the black night. I know yeah, that. They, yeah, they had so the they black. Had, Cardi like, B had to be a part of that like hip hop night. There, there's that couldn't be Latino it, night. It, I don't it, know. It could, I, I mean, I don't know, but I know this is the first time. Um, I think I can remember that it was like an actual some rappers, rappers because Cardi B. She, you know, she a rapper. We look at her as a rapper, but. Mm-hmm. You know this 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 ain't like Bun B and Lil Kiki yeah. and shit like that, and yeah. uh, so I think it's a big deal. Yeah, no, definitely, and yeah, I wonder who would who would who would be able to do the rodeo, and because it's it's a weird spot where like you can't be too big yeah. because then like but you can't be too like nobody knows who I think, you are. Yeah, so. I think you I think it depends who who would do it, man, because I think yeah. any big artist. If they wanted to do it, I'm sure that you know the rodeo ain't gonna turn you down. But yeah, I I just um I, I always heard from other Houstonians how damn for you know the uh black night or hip hop. Yeah. I, I don't want to say it's hip hop night, but you know for black night, <laughs> pretty much. I don't even know how to call it. But, yeah, it, it's, but uh, it's uh, always sure it's like, like African American History Night or whatever. Yeah, it's it's never somebody they you know people be super super excited. Nah, so it's like a black country singer half the time. Yeah, it's either like Alicia Keys or John Legend. Like fucking Hootie like and the Blowfish. What's his name? Oh, <laughs> Darius, Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker, yeah. Yeah, Darius Rucker going to be there for African American History Night. Like, Yeah, right, so so it, <laughs> I heard there was always stuff like that. I always heard over the past couple of years how it's never like a hip-hop artist they want to see or something. But yeah. it's, it's good to see. it's good to see this. No, 100%, man, definitely. So, 
Yeah, y'all keep an eye out on that. Um, mm-hmm. Might see figure me. Well, might see figure there. I don't know if I'm. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Keep an eye out for that. Um. So shit, man. Anything else going on this week? Oh yeah, uh, World War Three popping off allegedly. Yeah, yeah. No big the deal, media. man. <laughs> no, 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 I don't have nothing to say about that. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, if you came hey, here for news on the Russia and Ukraine, you out of luck because yeah. I don't think we are going to be able to inform you on anything yeah. about that. Hey, but. I think that beef been happening for years, man. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm just shocked it I've, actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> I, I've, I have a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I'll just get out real All quick. Right. <laughs> I think it's real convenient that how when this shit popped off, they're suddenly announcing like, okay, no more COVID restrictions at all anywhere. <laughs> like they're sliding a whole lot of shit in while people preoccupied thinking about the Russia invading the Ukraine. And that's all of a sudden all you see on the news. And oh yeah, by the way, nobody got to wear masks no more and ain't no more vaccine mandates. <laughs> So COVID's yeah. over. Yeah. So wait a minute. So what we were it just took down a war, for, man. It just took a war for, for to stop all this shit. Nah, they trying to slide some shit in, yep. but while people ain't paying attention, because people gonna start asking questions like, "What the fuck are these last two years been for?" Yeah. If you just gonna decide arbitrarily, yeah. COVID's all over with. Yeah, this is kind of like that Friday news dump. Yes. So, um, but this in this case, something big happened. So, like, all right, let's throw this out there so yep. it can be out there. <laughs> because if this wouldn't have happened, then that would have been the that would have been on the front page. Everybody would have been complaining, talking yep. about, "Hey, COVID's still here," but now everybody's talking about the Ukraine. So, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm on to you, mainstream media. Yeah. Can't get nothing past us. Yeah, but uh, prayers to the everybody involved in that Ukraine Russia shit, man. Yeah, some videos. I ain't gonna lie, those videos are kind of sad, man. I'm like, damn. No, I can't. You, you never know what to trust, though, man. That's the yeah. thing. Like social media is so fucked up. Yeah, like it could be I, an old there, ass there's video. Been so there's been so many videos already proven fake. Like mm. there was a a video from a video game or a simulation thing <laughs> that people were talking like it was real. Like, damn, you, I can't trust nothing I see yeah. unless I'm there at this point, man. <laughs> because there's so much fake shit, especially since it's going over. We're so far away from us where we have no idea what the fuck's going on. So, yeah, yeah I, I only I don't even trust with my own eyes. Yeah. Like Jay-Z said, only believe half of what you see, none of what you hear, even if it's spat by me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just random Jay-Z line. I throw yeah. it there for no reason. Oh, <laughs> so anyway, we digress. Let's get to the music shit. Let's get to all the stuff we got to talk about this week, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you did mention you listened to the new Con- uh, Conway, The Machine. It was a project or a single. What was it? It was actually an album. Oh, okay. Conway got a new album out. (laughs) Conway, who allegedly is not a part of Griselda anymore, according Mm. to himself. I think he is calling himself a free agent. Yep, and he said he's trying to get that uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo bag. (laughs) Okay, no rapper is getting that bag, okay? (laughs) That's what he said, man. (laughs) No, rapper... Rappers are completely delusional, I feel, at, at some points, man. Like, rap, NBA players ain't in no 360 deal. 
Yeah. <laughs> ain't, got a, ain't no way you're getting an independent bag besides Giannis, man. This man's going to be one of the best NBA players yeah. of all time. You, <laughs> you yeah. arguably one of the best rappers out of Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, but nah, you know, I like Conway. Yeah, though. you know, rappers always like to use, uh, put, throw in sports some type of way. I'm balling yeah. like Anta McCoon, but I, 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 I hate when people always. Why, why people rappers always seem to bring up Anta McCoonbo? Oh yeah, like why did you? Yeah, why, like why, why you got to bring him up all the time, man? Yeah, <laughs> at least I haven't heard a whole lot of shooting like Steph no more. I think people finally yeah. stopped using that because that was the most overused yeah. rap line. Splash Brothers. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. My, I got shooters like Steph. My niggas shoot like Steph. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> but yeah. we need to. I'm gonna stop getting distracted, man. There's yeah. a new Conway uh, project. You listen to it, Figgy. What are your thoughts on it, man? Yeah. So this album is called God Don't Make Mistakes, and um, I think it's a good album. The first song on here is called Lock Load. And it got a Ben, it got Benny Siegel on here, man. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was surprised to hear Benny Siegel. I will say, you know, I won't grade the song or Benny Siegel bars too much because you could tell his health is kind of affecting the way he sound. He sound like he whispering now. He don't he he don't sound like that strong Benny uh Benny Benny Siegel. So um, at this point, I'm just glad to hear him still doing his thing, seeing him on this album. But uh, Benny Siegel's on here, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, um, they on the same song. Um, T, your boy T.I., he on here. <laughs> and um, Jill Scott, he he got a song with Jill Scott. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, it's a pretty solid album, man. Um, I ain't going to dive deep into it because you know what a Griselda project mm-hmm. sounds like. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a dope project, man. Check it out. <laughs> And I got to give it a qualified, man. It's hard to say Griselda is pig pen, but yeah, yeah it's a, qualified. I think it's qualified, man. It's a good project. Check it out if you're a hip-hop person. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. Yeah, you know what you're getting into. It's kind of like Pusha T, man. You know yeah. what you're going to get into with Griselda and crew. So, yeah. yeah. You know it's going to be quality, man. Unless they start singing or doing tra- like weird yeah. trap shit. And, like, yeah, yeah you unless, know unless they just go the straight up pop route or something like that. Yeah, do auto tune and yeah. Yeah, trying to make, you know, go Eminem <laughs> and try to make <laughs> st- stuff for go the MGK, radio. Maybe just make some rock music. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can get that with them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Also, there was some new music allegedly uh donda 2 apparently in some <laughs> form or fashion did actually come out this week um at least a few tracks from it were released on the uh what's that bullshit the called stem. the stem player yeah <laughs> the 200 dollar little circle that you can play around with and move some instrumentation in and out yeah yeah um kanye did say he was going to release the album on 22222 and uh, I think five tracks came out, uh, which were varying levels of unfinished. Yeah. And he dropped some more um, early, later this week. So I think it's up to like 16 tracks now, which is and, still less and, than Donda and 1. And it's on that st- stem player. It's on a stem player, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it's leaked online. So yeah. there are places. I mean, if you look hard yeah. enough, you can find it. It's yeah, not too but, hard. But he released the songs on the stem player. Yeah, no, that's how he did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they were released on stem, and then people leaked it. But 
according to all you know reports, they are not finished. <laughs> um, some of it is just missing verses completely. Some of it is just you can tell it's not mixed, and yeah, it's it's an unfinished album at this yeah. point. So we're not going to review that yet until we have a full. And I'm sure they're eventually going to cave and put this shit on streaming oh, platforms, yeah, no matter yeah, what yeah. Kanye I'm, said. Yeah, I'm moment. just I'm sitting around waiting on it, man. I yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get the bag for the stem player right now, and I get it. But when yeah. the album is actually finished, there's no way Def Jam is not going to make him put it on something. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but we'll I, let y'all know I, how that I, I will say the stem player, the way he's doing it is kind of eye rolling. It's like, all right, this, he fucking people over and it's $200 and all that shit. But mm-hmm. um, to me, I think the stem player, the way that it, I think that's kind of a unique idea. If more artists was doing that, and I I feel like it's kind of a, a dope experience to have a little player like that, and you could kind of you know make the song your own if that makes sense. You can you know take some of the instruments out. You can do this and make it an instrumental. And I I feel like that's a um cool little idea. This it might not be the time for it right now, but um I think that type of device I think it's I think it's kind of cool, man. But the only thing is, who want to pay $200 just for, you know, at that point, you only getting it for Donda. And so, in hindsight, you're paying $200 for um, Donda that's not even finished. But um, if it was a thing where more artists was uploading their shit on Stem Player, and it wasn't the whole Kanye thing, if it was like Drake or, you know, Kendrick Lamar, different people like that, and you actually get a finished product on there, I feel like that's a it's kind of a good idea, man. I'm I'm kind of intrigued by it, but right now it's only Kanye, so I'm not paying two hundred dollars for that. But if it was a guarantee, kind of like a streaming service or something, where mm-hmm. I could, uh, you know, you could get exclusive music from you know some of your favorite artists, I feel like that's I feel like they could have something with that, but not right not right now now at this moment, and they could. It could just fall flat and we'll never hear about it again. Yeah. And I don't think it's exclusive to Kanye music at all. You can put anything on it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think the intent was good, but the execution was terrible. Yeah. Which would, you could say that a lot about Kanye lately, honestly. Yeah. Like the ideas are good, the execution is not. Yeah. And I respect him for trying to say, hey, you know, make a stand and say artists are getting raped by these streaming platforms. Let's take back ownership. Fair enough. And I mean, if he sold the album, people would still pirate it, but they're going to pirate it anyway. But if he put up a a website and say, here, pay for the album this much, the money goes to me directly, and then you get the album at a reasonable price, people, a lot of people would pay for it, man. A lot of people would. But the... A stem player for two hundred dollars, man. Yeah. Like the, the, it's overpriced, number one, and it, it does look cool. I like how when people do, do a little display of it, and like it's a good idea. Two hundred is too much, and Donda Two is unreleased. So if I bought it just for Donda Two, I'll be pissed off. Yeah, with how he released it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like let me ask you this. Let's say uh, more artists was um, using Stem Player, and it's kind of it's a cool, unique feature, and you get exclusive music from some of your favorite artists. 
and it was two hundred dollars. Would that be a little more intriguing to you than just mm. kind of like just at this moment is currently Donda? <laughs> Probably. Like probably. I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying you'll get it, but it's a little more intriguing now if you if you hear people like, oh, Jay Z, he um he doing an album exclusively for Stem Player. And Kendrick Lamar, he releasing a single on Stem Player. If you had Stem Player and all of these different artists are invested in it and they doing stuff exclusively with Stem Player, it's kinda intriguing. But r- right now it's kinda I'm like, uh, you know. I, I, you know, I can wait to hear Donda. <laughs> and at this yeah. point, I'm only buying it because I want to hear Donda. And I don't really have the time to be trying to pl- uh, upload music on there. Well, I don't even know how mm-hmm. it works, but I don't really have the time to do that. I, I do all that on my phone. But I think if it was more artists invested in it, I think it could be a good idea. No, I agree. And people have reviewed it and said it's a cool device, but they just say don't get it for Donda too. Yeah. Because it's not worth that. And yeah, I would get it if there was more, you know, if there was more artists working with it and or exclusive content. But I would still think it's a bad idea because I feel like that at the two hundred dollar price tag, that's excluding a lot of people who listen to hip hop, man. Let's be real. And, yeah. and who's going to get that? Like mainly white people with a bunch of money to spend on yeah. goofy shit, you know, yeah. The, the people who you really, you know, can't afford a $200 player for their favorite artist, you yeah. know, they're, they're, they're left out. And that's like the core hip hop audience is what it should be. So I would have a problem with it, but I would still get it. So, mm. yeah, <laughs> but like I said, good, good idea. Bad execution. Kanye is just flying by the seat of, I don't know. He is, he yeah. is all over the place, and, and he has a dope documentary out right now. But just everything else in his life is just kind of chaotic, man. So I guess par for the course at this point, because that's just kind of his life in general. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So with that being said, let's just get into that, man. Fuck it. Let's talk about this new uh, Kanye documentary, <laughs> um, part two of Genius, the uh, three-part Kanye West documentary has released um, part three coming next week. We'll wrap everything up, I assume, and or at least catch up to where he is relatively right now. But part two is basically picking up right where part one left off. Um, he's getting, you know, he's still recording his album, still trying to get a release date. Um, he the, the the documentary opens with a pretty dope. Uh, a, a really a great scene with him in the studio with with a uh, guru and jay-z mm-hmm. and they're recording a song off of blueprint 2 which yeah. i forgot kanye was on because <laughs> that beat is awful but <laughs> the scene was great man and uh so jay-z and, and guru are kind of trying to help show kanye how to rap on the beat yeah. And how to it is a really great scene, man. Probably one of my favorite scenes in hip hop documentaries at this point, man. The whole thing was great, though. Yeah. And then it kind of goes from there. It goes into the car crash, how, you know, his, his wire gets dropped, his, you know, his his mouth gets wired shut. Of course, you know, the whole story behind that. He has the idea for the song through the wire while he's in the hospital. And then he uh, goes about recording the video. He doesn't he 
has no more marketing budget from Rockefeller because they pushed everything back for him since he got in the accident. So he kind of has to hustle on his own to get his album finished and get some kind of release date. Yeah. So this documentary basically captures all that, that entire period. And it ends pretty much right after he releases the album and is skyrocketing in fame and popularity and eventually into the Kanye West we know right now. Yeah. But uh, that being said, Figgy, you've seen it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your thoughts and what are your favorite scenes and takeaways from this part two of the genius uh, Kanye West documentary? So my my initial takeaway after I watched the whole thing was, damn, um, I need to appreciate this, uh, the college dropout more than I have been in the past because I've I've been kind of on record. Now, this Kanye have an amazing (laughs) discography. So Mm -hmm. I always had college dropout a little low just for the simple fact that that was his first album. And um, the stuff he do with his albums now, or uh, I wouldn't say now, but um, just later on in his career was so amazing as far as like the production, the instruments and different stuff like that. It was totally different. You could tell college dropout was kind of getting his feet. He was using what he had, but now he he can get whatever he wants at this point. So when you go back to college dropout, it's kind of like, eh. You know, he got better beats than this. But now when I see uh, when I watch episode two, it's like, damn, this dude really was grinding, trying to get this project together, man. It wasn't like he it wasn't like Rockefeller gave him the the budget or they, you know, they said, hey, it's your time, Kanye. So we're going to give you all what you need to do this. He was really running around New York hustling trying to get what he can get man trying to record this album he was borrowing people's studio times and stuff like that and i'm like damn he he went through a lot just to get this project going and that made me respect a lot uh respect it way more than i did and i'm like damn so that was that was my initial takeaway um some of my favorite parts um uh, uh, episode two was of course seeing his mama there and it's like his mama, his mama made me smile, man. Just seeing how happy she was, how she was always around. It's just like, damn, man, that's crazy. Because, you know, um, a lot of people, mamas ain't about to be riding around with you as you trying to make it as a rapper. You could tell she was totally on board because some people, I ain't gonna lie, my mama, she ain't give a fuck about me rapping. <laughs> And, you know, I'm sure if it would have took off even further, she would have, you know, been on board and supportive. But, you know, old school parents, they, you know, they ain't trying to get into all that. And his mom was right there the whole time. It's like, damn, that's, you know, that's kind of heartwarming. And the other part that stuck out to me was um, uh, when he played his Through the Wire song in front of Pharrell. That part to me, you could tell it, it's it's like seeing two. It's to me, this kind of reminded me of, um, you know, I, I hate to use this analogy, that, but this is kind of like a young LeBron meeting Michael Jordan <laughs> for the first mm-hmm. time, and you know, Michael Jordan kind of like, wow, you gonna be something? That's what it kind of reminded me of. It's like, damn, these two, 
These two producers about the are probably the goat producers at this point. And this was back, you know, 20 almost 25 years ago. And they, you know, they sitting there and he's sitting there kind of saying, hey, listen to my song. And that kind of just gave me goosebumps. And then uh, the funny part about that was <laughs> Pharrell didn't even realize, you know, the through the wire part. He put two and two together at the end. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, he's wait, he's spitting with the wires in his mouth. He spit through the. And he just walked out the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like, man, Pharrell is smarter than that. And he didn't pick up on that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that part was amazing, man. I, I, I enjoyed that part a lot. And then uh, um, the other part that really got me was um, just seeing just seeing Jamie Foxx in the studio, man. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, I think that was his studio, but yeah, just – Seeing Jamie Foxx, this this ain't the um the super Hollywood um dating Katie Holmes Jamie Foxx right here. You could tell this this Jamie Foxx, it looked like he was straight off the Jamie Foxx show. I know that the show ended years ago, but or did it? I can't remember. But uh, at that point, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, this say is like 2002, did. 2000. I can't remember. Yeah, it was 2003, I think. Okay, yeah, but it looked like he just walked off the Jamie Foxx show set. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, damn, this is a young Jamie Foxx. And you can tell how talented he was. I don't even know if he had a, um, his album out then. But um, Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah. Like, Actually, I'm surpri- that's what surprised me because I didn't think he was even taking music that seriously at that point. Yeah, and, he, yeah, and for him to have a studio too, mm-hmm. it was just like, damn, okay. But you could tell he's like joking around, and he's like, "How you want me to say it?" And and he made he made an amazing song, man. He was part of an amazing hook. And um, during those times, when you see Jamie Foxx on the song, you think it's about to be jokes and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But he made it dope, man. And that part, I'm just like, damn. And this is Kanye. And mind you, Kanye is running around without a budget. He, you know, Rockefeller, you know, not really, you know, they they fucking with him, but they not fucking with him. And he going all over the place trying to get this album together. And uh, he made a, 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 a safe to say a classic album, man. And um, I really enjoyed that, man. It, it show you that, you know, it just wasn't given to him, even though he got the chain and all that stuff. And they did the press conference which was kind of funny because you don't really see no hip hop press conferences mm-hmm. like that now. But um, they did all of that, and um, he still had to grind for it, man. And I know how it is going from studio to studio, trying to get shit going, and you know, trying you know not having money to you know get shit done, all that stuff. So um, it was it was dope, man. I, I'm really enjoying this series, and. Um, I think this is something we needed to see from Kanye because now we're in a day and age where we only see the Kim Kardashian drama. And so a lot of people that didn't know about this Kanye, they starting to see it now. So they're like, oh, wow, this guy was a normal person. (laughs) He wasn't just this arrogant asshole who, you know, just want fame all the time and all and doing shit for attention. This dude was actually, you know, living in in Chicago. He was walking around like a normal person. And so it, it's really good. I'm enjoying it, man. I wish it was like five different parts. <laughs> but, you know, it, all things got to come to an end. But I'm really glad that his cousin, um, I forgot his name, Pootie or I forgot his Cootie, name. Cootie, yeah. Cootie. 
yeah, I'm 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 glad that they thought of this back then and started recording everything. Because mm-hmm. um yeah, I think I think a lot of people wouldn't even feel the way they feel about them now if it wasn't for this doc. Because uh, shout out to my dude Landry Locker, man. He been watching this too. And he got it I feel like he got a whole different tune about Kanye now. Mm-hmm. I feel like the doc kind of sold him over a little bit. So he kind of like, wow, he was a genius, blah, blah, blah. So I, I don't think he would have said that if this doc exists, uh, mm-hmm. didn't exist. So, um, and I don't think he's the only person. So I, I really like this. I'm glad they got all the raw footage. It's not anything brand new. And, you know, like I said, they ain't talking about the Kim Kardashian BS. They, um, they they keeping it with the raw footage, man. I, I I like that. They Kanye need to make sure his cousin don't have to suffer ever again, man. He better be he, he better be living very nice for keeping all uh all of this footage. But uh I'm enjoying it, man. I love it. Yeah, me too, man. Um like I think it's something that hip hop heads and just regular people would enjoy, you know, cuz at its core it's an inspirational story. But if you were heavy in hip hop at the time, it's really dope to see, you know, that that time frame captured in video, man. And yeah, it is great seeing, you know, the younger Jay-Z coaching up Kanye. It was great seeing Pharrell lose his mind. Now so Pharrell's just so funny, man. Yeah. Like he's so dramatic about everything, dog. Yeah. He was super dramatic and fade to black when he was playing Jay-Z the beat for Allure. And he was building up this whole music scene, this whole <laughs> movie scene before he played the beat. And in the Nardwar interview where he's just losing his mind when he's bringing up all this shit from his past. So, yeah, Pharrell's just a, a, a dramatic dude, but he's funny, man. And he's yeah. pure hearted, man. So you can't you, you, you got to love Pharrell, dog. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I do agree. It does. It, it makes college dropout age better watching this documentary because. That's probably one of my it, it. I felt like it didn't age well with yeah. time. There's some of my least favorite Kanye songs on the album, like New Workout Plan yeah. and that Breathe In, Breathe Out with Ludacris. I never liked that song. <laughs> and there's a ton of skits on the album, like way too many. Yeah, and shout out to D Ray. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, you even, gotta skip. I didn't even realize that was D-Ray doing the Bernie Mac. I didn't, honestly, I didn't either. Yeah, but it makes sense now because it does sound like him doing a Bernie Mac impression. Yeah, but I, I always assumed younger. I thought it was Bernie Mac for sure. Me too. And then I thought it was. And then I heard there was somebody else playing. You know, doing a fake Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. And then it threw me off for the second album because I think he was on the second album. Yeah, and I'm like, is this really Bernie Mac? Because it starts sounding just alike. Mm-hmm. So I, I had no idea. I thought that uh, I think it was late registration. I thought that was Bernie Mac, but the other one was like a fake Bernie Mac. But I had no yeah. idea it was fucking D Ray. Yeah, <laughs> fucking peaches from uh, <laughs> Snowfall. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that was yeah. another good part too, just to see D Ray in there. You know, dude mm-hmm. from Chicago. Now this nigga is on Snowfall, a pretty mm-hmm. big damn show on FX. So. That was that's something else I took away from it too. Yeah, no, a lot of people early in their career, a young John Legend, who was just mm-hmm. like in the backup doing piano and shit. <laughs> then he was working on his album at the end of the documentary. He was gonna blow up soon too. So, yeah, a lot of people, you know, young and just starting out, uh, it was really interesting to see, man. So, 
yeah, I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it a whole lot. I'm trying to think of other scenes I like that I didn't mention. Uh, Slow Jams was dope. Seeing how that record came together was great. Like you said, young Jamie Foxx in the studio. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprised it didn't show. I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but not surprised. It didn't show anything from his personal life, really. Like, I believe he had a girlfriend at this time. Yeah. I don't think they ever showed her. Or if they did, it was really brief, and I didn't even notice it. But, yeah, maybe that was intentional. I don't know. But, yeah, man, um, mm. looking forward to the last. I don't think, to be fair, because you can tell at the end of this documentary when or this part of the documentary when Kanye is blowing up that him and Cuddy were started or Cootie were starting to fall out of touch mm-hmm. at this point. Cootie mentions that, you know, when uh, he went on Kanye went on tour, he didn't ask Cootie to come. Mm. which was kind of the beginning of the end of the relationship. But then they yeah. came, they reconnected to do a, a Jesus walks alternate version of the video. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah. yeah, you could tell at this point, Kanye's circle was changing. He yeah. was, uh, and, and I think that that's probably what's going to happen. In this next part is yeah. going to be a whole, like Cootie's not going to have any footage from a lot of Kanye's life because they're not going to be in touch like that, but I do think they reconnected recently. So yeah. we're going to see more of that, uh, the more recent times, but yeah, man, really, really, really great documentary might yeah. be one of the, my favorites so far. I mean, I think we need more of this if yeah. we can, but yeah, nah, really good documentary. I highly recommend it to anybody. Even if you don't fuck with Kanye like that, I recommend you watch it. It might change your mind or at least change your mind about how you feel about him back then. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, or at least have you respect them as a oh uh, yeah artist. definitely, and that's one thing that annoys me too because you see how passionate he is about his craft and how he's not going to release the album until it's finished. <laughs> and now look at him, dog. Yeah, dropping half finished like <laughs> Kanye. Kanye calls himself Steve Jobs and Walt Disney. Like he thinks he's up there. Yeah. Will Walt Disney drop a half finished movie? Yeah, and say I'm gonna finish it later. Yeah, Steve Jobs ain't about to drop an iPhone. Yeah, ain't gonna and drop it's not half an iPhone yeah. with half the features missing and say, "Don't worry, I'm gonna update it later." Yeah, <laughs> like these people took pride in finishing their work. They wanted to be perfect. You. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Kanye is stuck in this whole thing where he just like. It's cool to listen to a the making of a, a song after you hear the finished version. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's cool to listen to a song when it's being made. Yeah. Because it's not going to sound as good, man. And yeah. then when you th- hear the finished version, you'll be like, okay, it's better, but it's not going to hit the same because you've already heard the fucked up version of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this just annoys me how Kanye operates now, man. I wish he had more pride in his work. I wish he uh, wouldn't just rush stuff out so people can hear it. I know some people appreciate that. His hardcore fans, of course, love it. But yeah. me as a music fan and a fan of his old work, I don't like how he's rushing everything yeah. right now. Yeah, I will. I, I want to say this, too. Uh, you brought it up earlier about, um, I guess, uh, I think he was talking about the era during that time, how, you know, young John Legend was around and it was like, oh, mm-hmm. he going he gonna to blow up soon. And we see other artists it's like, damn, he was over there. He going to blow up soon. We, I think we seen Beyonce at one point. Yeah. 
yeah. young Beyonce is just like, damn, she's looking at the camera like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And uh, now she's like one of the biggest stars. You it's you really don't get that now, man, because in this day and age, it's not a wait to your wait your turn. It's like anybody can just drop something, even though it, it might not even be your turn. You could still drop some music. <laughs> You can still drop a song and, you know, still do stuff like that. It's not like back in the day where, you know, Kanye was kind of, he was he was stuck a little bit and kind of had to wait a little bit. Or John Legend, it's like, oh, this this guy about to be the shit. But mm-hmm. um, just hold on. He couldn't just, like, drop mixtapes or, you know, just post music and just drop music anytime he wanted. It, it was like a whole process to even get ready for that shit. You uh, even people, even people like Rick Ross. Rick Ross been with Def Jam for years, man, and it. it I, I want to say fifteen years later, he finally, you know, broke out as an artist, man. And it's like, damn, I remember he was back there, you know, watching Jay Z at some point, watching mm-hmm. DMX, and now he, he finally got his turn, and it's like he, he in a good place now. But you don't really have that now, man, because ain't nobody about to wait that long ain't nobody about to sit and be patient and so now it's like you can have a whole label you can have people like a label like qc who's around and you know they got all these artists and they might be pushing this one artist first but you got the other artists down there that's you know they still dropping singles and so it's not like oh yeah he about to be big because it's like oh i already know he's good so you don't really have that same feeling where it's like, oh, wow, like I remember this day. Even with Drake, man, I I remember I went to a Lil Wayne concert mm-hmm. and um, Bobby Valentino part that the Mr. Officer came on and Drake came out and was singing his part. Hmm. And at the time, I didn't know who it was. I'm thinking yeah. like, I'm, you know, when somebody else sings somebody else's part, it's like this shit ain't the same, man. Mm-hmm. You know, who the fuck is this dude? And I remember at the end, um, uh, Lil Wayne was like, all right, give it up for the phenom, Drake. And he kind of pumped it up like, hey, you're going to hear from him soon type thing. And I'll never forget that. It's like, damn, at that time, we didn't know. <laughs> and But Lil Wayne knew he was about to be something. He called him a phenom. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, damn, like he using that kind of loose type shit. And I had no idea he was going to be this way. But you don't really get that type of you can't really get that type of energy now though, because it's so easy to just drop music, even if it's not your turn. Yeah, and back then all you needed was a dope sounding demo tape and play it for the right person. You can get signed off of that. Yeah. Now you ain't getting signed unless you already have a following. You gotta yeah. have a so- certain number of social media followers. You yeah. gotta have a certain amount of streams already. Like you gotta come, you gotta be basically ready hot. made. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Like people, people pop and then get a record deal. When before you would get a record deal to pop. Yeah, and and so. you mentioned how you know if you had a nice demo, some people all they had to do was just rap. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you had a lot of people that were like battle rappers, and it's like, damn, that dude can spit, and mm-hmm. they will sign them. And try to come up with a song for them. And yeah. them niggas probably don't even know how to rap over a song. They just know how to rap. So it was even easier then getting signed. But now it's like, I don't give a fuck how good the song sound. 
Yeah. Like how many people That's follow what they ask you? How many followers you got? How yep. many streams you got? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So So yeah, it's it's all about the image and and you're following already. But yeah, back then, like look, it was never perfect. The studio system always been fucked up and the uh the the label system has always been, you know, fucked up for artists. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was nice to hear somebody early on and like Janae Aiko, you know, I talked about that when I saw Nas and Lauren Hill, Janae Aiko opened up and nobody knew who the fuck she was at that point. Yeah. You know, like nobody. I, I thought she was trash. I'm going to be honest, because <laughs> she covered a, a Tupac song, Keep Your Head Up. It was like a, 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 a you know, a, a, you know, how, yeah, R&B ass version yeah. of Keep Your Head Up. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, she went on stage barefoot and shit. And I'm like, uh, yeah. uh, you still nah, got the, it's funny, you still have that same damn opinion, too. No, I do. Like, <laughs> I didn't switch you know, up just because yeah. you fucked. It, was, it wasn't like me seeing Drake and like, what the fuck is he doing? And now yeah. I'm like, yeah, Drake. <laughs> and then you like, some shit that it still ain't changed. <laughs> yeah, nah, it really I did. was right. I, I, I did not predict she, I could have not predicted she would have blown up like she did. Number one, her name was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nobody gonna know how to pronounce this shit. But nah, I was I, I didn't think she popped like that. So yeah, it is always fun to it used to be fun to see early artists, you know. But now it's like when you hear of an artist just about to blow, mm-hmm. like if they're already a blown. Yeah. You know, and they're about to get something like Bobby Schmurder. Yeah. You know, like by the time we heard of him, like he had already popped. Yeah. And then he got and then he got signed after a hot nigga blew up. So Yeah. So yeah, it's not like, hey guys, um, uh, Atlantic got a new artist by the name of Bobby yep. Smurder. Check his new song. Mm-hmm. It's like we already knew who he was. Yeah. And then now it's like, oh shit, he got a record deal. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it, it don't hit the same, man. I, I kind of miss the it old really days. Yeah. No, I do too, man. I do too. It was always, and it was nice to follow somebody early, early on in their career, and then. Uh, see him blow up from that, but you know, it, it still happens on some rare cases. Uh, you know, Nefertini Avani going through it right now too. You know, so hey, we 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 was there at the ground floor, yeah, with Nefertiti. <laughs> so make sure y'all know that. Put y'all on to her, okay? Yeah. Um. So uh, <laughs> other things that happened this week, man. Uh, let's just run through some things real quick. No, I did say we're going to put a moratorium on Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez until some real information came out. But, you know, we ain't got much else to talk about. So I guess we'll cover the drama that happened this week. (laughs) Um, So apparently there was some kind of court date. um, And I don't have all the fucking because basically nothing happened. I think they Mm -hmm. just pushed the court date back to April. Yeah. Or a a later date. Yeah. But I think Tory's team. Uh, or lawyers or whoever it was, they put something out like, hey, uh, the evidence didn't show up on, or his fingerprints didn't show up on the gun or something. And so they was kind of celebrating like, hey, see? <laughs> but uh, I guess the, uh, Meg ended up coming out saying, hey, like the court date was pushed back. We ain't even do shit yet. <laughs> so yeah, it was so, a lot so, of back and forth. <laughs> so what happened to my understanding was, DJ Academics put out a tweet saying that basically Tory there was uh there was no DNA evidence found uh to incriminate Tory Lanes in the shooting of Megan Thee Stallion and they got the test results back and it was looking positive for Tory Lanes and his team 
and everybody rushed out and called this a lie. Uh, a journalist for Rolling Stone said she has two sources who said that DNA was not even mentioned at this hearing. And Meg the Stallion called out DJ Academics, called him a liar, said people, she said people, she knows people are on payroll to defend Tory Lanes, but they need to stop lying on his ass. <laughs> then she put out a text message from him. She deleted this, but she put out a text where he was apparently apologizing. He didn't ever mentioned shooting her in the text yeah. but he was apologizing and said i know you never probably never talked to me again tory lanes came out and said he was apologizing because he was fucking her best friend and her at the same time and he got caught and apparently that's what caused this whole thing the fight yeah. in the car yeah. that apparently led to a shooting of some sort but basically um the transcript did come out and tory lanes is lawyer did mention in court that uh, they believe DNA results will be favorable for them because they, you know, the LAPD is still investigating, but they apparently had seen something and it was looking good for Tory Lanez. That's just what they said. There was no evidence pre pre presented in court. Yeah. And then DJ Academics did a whole victory lap online. Yeah. And it, it was kind of funny to watch. I'm not going to lie <laughs> in a fucked up way. I know people hate yeah. DJ Academics and I understand yeah. why, but that yeah. shit was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's where it stands now. Um, people jumping the gun. Um, people, you know, a lot of people who don't understand law and I don't either. That's why I'm not presenting any opinions because i know we're going to find out what happened eventually yeah. but there's a lot of people who want to believe tory lanes who are trying to spin this in his favor and there's of course the hotties who are trying to push back all that stuff too so yeah basically nothing happened but there was a lot of drama behind nothing happening yeah. this week in this case yeah i uh yeah, I, I thought it was strange because when um, Academics was, you know, going on the victory parade, I was thinking, like, how I, I was confused. I'm not a law person either, but I'm like, how is this a victory? This this is pretty much a lawyer, you know, trying to put the favor into, you know, I, I don't know if it'd be a jury or what, but he's trying to he trying to make it sound better. Like, hey, we think we got evidence that can, you know, clear him. That don't really means hey he's clear or yeah is you telling the judge saying hey I think we have ev evidence to prove that he didn't do it or that's kind of that's kind of the gif of it right yeah so yeah. I I didn't understand how that was you know I think that a lawyer is supposed to do that right <laughs> if you kind of defending your you know your um your person you, you ain't supposed to go up there and say hey we don't know or. Not sure. You are kind of supposed to go out there confident. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not sure what the result's gonna be, but this is this is kind of expected, man. It, shit like this get real messy, and I definitely think Tory's team are trying to sweat uh kind of sway the you know the audience, the people mm -hmm. a certain way to, to help the case. We we see it with Deshaun Watson and you know. Tony Busby, man, they, they put certain stuff out there to sway the people a little bit, the um, the people, the uh, court of public opinion. So I, that's how I kind of looked at it. <laughs> but um, it was kind of funny. I, I, I felt I really felt bad for Meg because, you know, she she was going through that. <laughs> 
I think uh, Carl Crawford. I think he 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 mentioned something again. I think mm-hmm. about uh, another court hearing, or I I don't even I forgot what that situation was about. But apparently, um, she's suing them, or he's suing them. I, I don't know who's suing who, but it's over the definition of an album because Megan Thee Stallion dropped a project not too long ago called something for the hotties. Mm-hmm. And she's, it was one of those projects where she was just trying, trying to, to get out, fulfill the con- contractual obligations that she has to call Crawford yeah. in 1501. And he's arguing that wasn't a real album. She was just doing it to get out the deal. So, yeah. yeah so, um, that was kind of going back and forth. So just imagine she, she on social media trying to defend that, trying to say, hey, no, he did da 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 And then you got Tory Lanez kind of chiming in a little bit on something. Mm-hmm. So she releasing the messages. And then she going after uh, academics. So it's just like, man, she out here fight for her life, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of felt bad for her, man, because, you know, we all know what she went through before the whole alleged shooting thing. You know, lost her mom, I think her grandmother, all of that type of stuff, man. That's already tough enough. And now you're going through all of this, man, I'll just, you know, I'll just hope her mental is good, man. You know, I hate to see, you know, somebody going through all of that stuff, especially, a, you know, a young black woman, man. I don't, I don't want to see nobody going through anything like that. But it just kind of, it, it kind of hurt a little bit to see her, you know, out there defending herself like, like that, man. Yeah, and you know it sucks because you know this is not her personality to be this kind of combative person for these types of things. She seems like somebody she, who just wants to have fun. She was chill ne- out. Yeah, she make was never. Music. She was never this type of person. It, it'd be one thing if you know, if it was a female artist who always in some bullshit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they always no matter where what it is, they always find their way to the bullshit. But it seemed like she's trying to stay out of it, <laughs> and every time somebody says something, she got to go defend herself (laughs) and i I just hate that she's the one that's trying to defend herself i i I hate that man she a bigger artist she should not be having to do all that man it seems like nobody else is really doing it yeah no i agree man and yeah this is a reminder as to why you know because everybody always asks you know when somebody accuses somebody of rape or some kind of assault or some kind of domestic violence you know, dudes always ask, oh, why do you go to police? Why do you go file a criminal complaint? Why didn't you go after it happened? Like, this is why. Yeah. Because she, Megan Thee Stallion, this was one night that was terrible for her. And she has to relive it like every month until yeah. the case is closed, which could take years at this point yeah. to finally close this case. And so, yeah, a lot of women just don't want to go through that. Yeah. And they say, fuck it. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to the police, mm-hmm. especially if it's a famous person who has a fan base like one of R. Kelly's victims. Yeah. You know, this is why they didn't go, because they don't want to deal with his fan base who is still out there and trying to defend his actions. So, yeah, yeah, man, this is this is a, a classic case of why. And I'm not look, I'm not presuming anything. I don't know what happened. You know, it is possible Tory Lane's. It, it did not happen the way Megan Thee Stallion is describing it, and it's also possible that it did. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't there. We'll find out when more evidence is presented, and we'll yeah. all find out together. But I, I have no leg to stand on that in, uh, to defend anybody. 
yeah. at this point. But I do feel bad that Megan is just being attacked. Like, yeah. just wait for the fucking wait, wait for yeah. the evidence, people. Just wait for the evidence before you jump out the window and defend your favorite celebrity because you don't even yeah. know him personally. Yeah, that's strange because you see people defending other shit that's similar. But then when it comes to her, then it's like, oh, well, she was still twerking. So how yeah. you, you know, it's just kind of like, damn, man. Like, it's cool to stay in the middle. It's cool mm-hmm. to say, I don't know. So, yeah, man, we'll see, man. <laughs> That's our update. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we will see, man. But, yeah, until then, like I said, until something happens, I just get put, tired of yeah, talking put about it, this. Put man, it back on the list. <laughs> put it back <laughs> it's back on the back burner, man. We ain't, we ain't going to discuss it until some real shit happens. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, talk, talk about our boy uh, <laughs> who got ratioed <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, MC Hammer started trending, and I had no idea why. So I checked this trend because I actually follow MC Hammer. He's a pretty cool follow. He tweets about like crazy tech shit now, man. Like Damn. NFTs and crypto is pretty interesting. But he'll he'll sometimes post like throwback stuff from you know, uh, the nineties and some of his music videos was dope, but he's mainly into like uh tech and crypto. And he's been into this for a while. Actually, Chameleon had a interview. I know sidebar here real quick, but yeah. Chameleon had an interview where apparently he admitted he got into a fight with MC hammer mm. because they were at a tech conference. <laughs> Chameleon and MC hammer were at a tech conference. It's <laughs> somewhere in California, I think. And, uh, he found out that MC Hammer was up on all this, you know, new tech and coding and all this stuff. And Chameleon was like, you know, how come none of us knew you were into this, man? Why didn't you <laughs> tell people and tell the hood and tell every your fan base about all this? Yeah. And then I guess MC Hammer had the stance of I tried and nobody listened. <laughs> so I'm just doing it on my own. Damn. And apparently they had a little fight over this like in public, but now they're cool. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say is that uh, MC Hammer is a, a, a tech guy now and, and not just a rapper with parachute pants. He is uh, into yeah. a lot of new technologies and yeah, very, very educational follow, man. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the reason why he's trending <laughs> is because our, our good old buddy, Anthony Duckett, uh, is the man Duck. who... a man who uh, covers the rockets on twitter he also has a podcast and yeah he has some he's usually not even a hot take kind of guy yeah which was very surprising that this popped off (laughs) but so he tweeted a picture old i want to say probably 95 90 well this probably 95 96 Mm -hmm. uh a picture of, of I don't even know where this was. Some kind of death row party, apparently. Yeah. And you have Suge Knight, Snoop Dogg, Tupac, and to the side but close to them, MC Hammer. Yeah. And everybody, of course, got their rap mean mugs on, except for MC Hammer, who was smiling <laughs> at the camera, showing all teeth. It was a professional picture, man. Yes. It, it, yes. It, like, in this picture, he, he kind of looked like a pastor just stepped in the picture <laughs> and decided to take a picture. <laughs> yes. And you got Tupac throwing up West side. The funniest thing in this picture is everybody's pants. Yes. And everybody's <laughs> general loose fitting clothes. Dress pants. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's sagging. 
uh, Tupac got like a double XL suit coat on. Yeah. MC Hammer got uh, some long ass slacks that are about <laughs> to hit the floor and scuff up his uh, own pants. <laughs> so, yeah, the baggy suit era was definitely in at Whew. this point. And yeah. <laughs> that's the funniest part of the picture to me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Anthony Duckett posted this picture and he said, I don't think I've ever seen anyone more out of place than Hammer was in this photo. <laughs> uh, and that invoked the ire of a lot of Bay Area people, a lot of people who are MC Hammer fans yeah. and know the truth. Yeah, Because if you don't know, uh, MC Hammer is actually certified in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. um, he is just because he's a dancer did not mean he was not gangster. Uh, and he he showed this. There, there are many tales of rappers talking about how they ran in a hammer after they said something about him. Yeah. Because when MC Hammer blew up, a lot of rappers thought his shit was corny. Yeah. And this is at the peak of gangster rap too. Well, gangster rap was was peaking up and up. And MC Hammer was the biggest rapper out. And he was uh singing about rapping about positivity and he was dancing a lot. <laughs> so people like Ice Cube had a problem with it. Ice Cube dissed him, uh Red Man dissed him. A lot of people had some slick things to say, and MC Hammer would see them. Yeah. And he would ask them what what's going on, <laughs> and he had the entire hood behind him because he brought his whole hood up in Oakland. Yeah, and they would they would back down, man. Uh, yeah, they did they did not want to smoke with <laughs> MC Hammer, and these tales are now legendary. Red Man told the funniest story about how he ran to <laughs> MC Hammer. <laughs> you want to hear so, it real quick? Yeah, go go ahead and play it, man. Go ahead and play it. <laughs> we was very look. That goddamn MC Hammer, very serious about beef. Y'all motherfuckers laugh and y'all joke about Hammer. No, 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 no. That nigga was deep with niggas. And he used to what anybody who talked shit come to the Bay Area, they was in for it. Because we seen it. I seen it. And he was very serious about beef. Oh, you going to talk about my dancing pants? I see you. And he will whoop a nigga out. Um, our, our era was aggressive in that way is that. Yeah. No. So, and that's not the only story. There are several. I know uh, Andre 3000 says something too. And outcast. So yeah, they, they, there are multiple stories in hip hop of uh, in people saying something and then being shocked that MC Hammer came to see them rolling deep with niggas yeah. so yeah uh a good old our, our buddy anthony got it got it rough man yeah he got a little he got a little he got his ass beating the quotes yeah now nah, i try man i tried to shoot him some bell a little bit because i'm like damn maybe because if you look at the picture the picture is kind of funny the way you know everybody else is like in character and uh mc hammer just like i said he looked like a pastor that's taking the picture with some thugs who just went to church for the first time and so he's like oh i get in this picture with you young man that's how he kind of look but if you know the history of mc hammer if you know mc hammer you know that's not the case and especially if you know people like tupac and all that you 
you kind of know who's the real gangster in this picture. And um, so I thought he was kind of getting at that. Like, damn, I thought he was talking about the actual picture, the pose and all that stuff. But So I, I left that comment to him. And you had other niggas that was, you know, I guess MC Hammer got a hive. So you had other niggas. <laughs> you had, man, dog, he got a hive, The man. hammer hive. Yeah, the hammer yeah. hive. And so niggas was coming at me like, no, 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 fuck that. That nigga, that nigga, that nigga backpedaling now. That nigga knew what it was. This nigga out here trying to, no, he thought Hammer was sweet. He ain't know nothing. They was like going, they was still going in on that. I'm like, damn, why? So I guess Doug might have said some other stuff that make, that kind of showed that he had no idea this dude was gangster. Mm-hmm. So niggas was like, no, no, fuck that. He, no. He didn't think he was like that for real. And I'm like, damn, all right. I just tried to think of something because I I figure most people, especially black people that that keep up with hip hop, especially back in that time. I don't know how duck uh, how old Duck is, but I figure everybody will probably know how, you know, I figure people heard these MC Hammer stories. But um I guess a lot of people didn't, man. <laughs> so I guess they thought he was that dancing hammer dude <laughs> in the uh, in yeah, the picture no, full of thugs. I mean, there's no reason why you wouldn't think that, man. He had a cartoon. He had his own cereal. He yeah. was on Taco Bell commercials. Yeah. And he was a squeaky cling rapper, at least at first. He he did some little gangster rap stuff later on, but he came out as a squeaky clean rapper who mm-hmm. danced a lot. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, you can be forgiven for not expecting him to be super certified in the bay area like he yeah. was but yeah if you do some research just, you can easily yeah, find out i just would have thought people seen more of these stories more of the red man stories more of the little stuff like that it's like oh no like don't play don't play with mc i thought mm-hmm. you would have heard more of those type of stories but i guess a lot of people haven't <laughs> yeah no nah, i mean mc hammer talks about it all the time like him and tupac were friends yeah, like Tupac loved MC Hammer, man. Like they, mm-hmm. they were, they were actually cool. So yeah. <laughs> that him, like, look, it's, it, it's wild. I mean, people, if you go down that rabbit hole, it's, it's mind blowing how y- your perception will change of him, man. People think mm-hmm. just because he was dancing in some funny looking yeah. dance, and, and that it was one way. And see, this is, and this is one of, I don't want, I guess it's a hot take, but um. I got a little, I, I feel like R&B artists are tougher than rappers, man. A lot of people feel like R&B niggas that mm-hmm. sing and all this other shit, they, you know, they soft. But I think R&B rapper, I think R&B artists are tougher than rappers for the simple fact that they do people do stereotype them as soft because they sing. And I feel like they have more to they, you know, they have more to prove. So I feel like because I hear a lot of stories about R and B artists that you don't fuck with, like nah, mm-hmm. he'll fuck you up. He he about that life for real, and uh, I hear more of that. And uh, when it comes to the rappers, I hear more of oh he ain't no gangster for real, and uh, this all show. And you know we we know some of the rappers that's kind of like oh nah that nigga full of shit. He ain't about that life for real, but. I feel like R&B artists, especially R&B artists back in the day, um, I felt, you know, niggas like Jodeci and shit, like, you know, certain people is like, oh, you don't Jaheem fuck. probably killed some people, man. Yeah. Ja- yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, put that woman first. 
But yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think R&B artists, man, they are more hot headed and more. T- I feel like they're a little more tougher than you know actual street rappers, man. <laughs> man, no, uh, definitely. I think <laughs> um, at least back in the day. Now I don't know. I think everybody kind yeah, of yeah, this the same thing because yeah. I mean R&B R&B artists are rappers now, basically at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying yeah, about yeah. the same shit. Yeah, I'm not talking. Yeah, yeah, I'm not day, talking about now. I'm talking about the actual rappers that used to sing about love making. And yeah, all that shit. People think, oh man, he's soft. How you know? Like, nah, man, nigga yeah. from the streets. That nigga just gets sang. <laughs> nah, I, and I mean, you have to figure that, you know, the real people who are putting in work ain't going to go inside a studio and talk about it. Yeah. Like, they, they going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> or or was, put on a front. Like, they're not doing that shit. So, yeah. It was, yeah, whenever, it, was, whenever, it was one rapper, I think. I forgot which one it was, but... um. It was a rapper from the '90s who, who never cussed in his raps, and was always kind of rapping a little positive type thing. Mm-hmm. But he was like one, you know, according to other rappers, he was like one of the scariest motherfuckers. Like you couldn't really talk shit about him because he'd do something. He had people terrified, but you wouldn't have never known in his raps because he don't rap about that shit. See, that was everybody in the '80s. Yeah, <laughs> and that's part of what. Uh, Easy E came out talking about when he was like, you know, when he was bringing a gangster rap and everybody was complaining about it. He's like, look, all these rappers talking about positivity, they're doing dirt too, yeah. but they just ain't being truthful about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just being truthful about shit, which was, you know, they kind of, I mean, Easy E was, but I don't know about the rest of them. Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, <laughs> not really, but uh, <laughs> sidebar, man, I saw this old ass interview with Ice Cube. Nigga, Ice Cube grew up in a suburb, dog. <laughs> Ice Cube did an interview with this guy, and uh, uh, he was showing people his his neighborhood, and it was a straight up suburb, nigga. Like the houses were nice, the streets were clean, nobody was outside, the cars were nice, Damn. and Ice Cube was walking this white dude down his neighborhood and trying to hype it up like it was dangerous. Damn. And the journalist is like, this old white guy's like, wow, this is a, this looks like a nice neighborhood. He's like, yeah, that's what makes it so dangerous because you wouldn't expect it. And Ice Cube <laughs> said, oh, see, right in right in that house, I saw a nigga get shot. And he didn't say nigga; it was on TV. He said I saw a dude get shot. And the, and the journalist said, really? That looks like where the 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 Beaver Cleaver Beaver lives. <laughs> well, fuck, Cleaver from Beaver. <laughs> Leave it to Beaver show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Dog. So and, and it does look like that too, man. I didn't know because Ice Cube came out like one of the hardest rappers at the time, man. Yeah, but dog, he grew up in a suburb, man. That that place did not. It was not no project. <laughs> I, I'm gonna link the video so you can see it too somewhere, man. But yeah. This shit was crazy, dog. Once it blew upon my a mind, time in like, the projects, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dog this nigga did not grow up in no hood man he grew up that that was a nice neighborhood it, it might not look like that anymore but yeah. nah it was nice back then man i was like holy shit damn so man. yeah nah so it's, it's a lot it's a lot of fugazi shit going on in rap man but we already know that so you know, yeah. old news yeah <laughs> 
Um, is, is that about it? I know we got an interview. I don't know if you're gonna splice it in here with the live broadcast, or you got nah, we gonna to the... nah, we gonna uh, we gonna air the interview probably later today around probably around eight p.m. tonight. So okay, uh, yeah. So make sure you check the interview out on YouTube. It'd be on um, it'd be on Facebook Live, Twitter Live, and all that good stuff. So yeah, make sure you guys check it out. Uh, yeah, I had yeah. my, my dude Cartier Casa on, um, dude from Cleveland, dope artist, uh, entrepreneur, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. legend in my eyes. So he, he's super cool, man. It was a good interview. CEO, CFO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my dude, man. Make sure y'all check that out, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. And I also got a uh, dope interview. Make sure you check it on YouTube with uh, Mikey Iso. He got a yeah. new song out. New single out, new video out. We talked about the video, and mm. yeah, it's a great song. Make sure y'all check out that do rag and bonnets. Yep, um, out right now, and we definitely gonna catch up with them again soon. So, yep. yeah, dope interview. Yeah, that interview will be dropping on. Um, uh, I think that be dropping around five o'clock. Uh, okay, Central Time. So it, it'd be on YouTube too. So yeah, check it out. Dope interview, See, man. We, we got a release schedule now, y'all. Yeah, We're very man. professional. I know, man. Okay? Trying to be a little more organized, man. <laughs> we ain't dropping out random times no more, man. You got to yeah. tune in like it's a TV program. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, make sure you tune in at 5 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock or 6 o'clock Eastern. I don't know how fucking Yeah, Central fuck Eastern, man. Yeah. yeah really <laughs> Shout out to really my Eastern dope. people, but. Yeah. <laughs> now fuck Pacific time, man. That's what really fucking me up. Yeah. <laughs> Lakers games be airing at fucking ten o'clock at night over here. Yeah. So man. Like, <laughs> like, holy shit. Lakers like Rockets play super late some nights. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, they playing the Lakers. Shit. Yeah. It'd be twelve so. twelve thirty in the morning. It's mm-hmm. in the fucking third quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah. But anyway, uh, appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. Uh, another good episode in the books. Make sure y'all peep, um, you know, everything we got going on, man. Yeah, uh, man. I need the, are you playing Anita? We need Anita, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing Anita. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Make sure y'all uh, subscribe to us on Twitch. We are yes. now on Twitch. Yes. Yeah, um, I'm still gonna. I'm still. I'm gonna take over the Twitch one day too, man. Yeah, we definitely man. Gotta we need a Ryan Rocket takeover, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to, man. I've been <laughs> a busy week, yeah. but I'm definitely gonna do it soon. Yeah, I'm gonna probably play the video game tomorrow, man. I've been playing this game called Detroit. Oh, become with uh, Jesse. What's his name? Yeah, I know you're yeah, talking. Yeah, that's about. who yeah. that is. Uh, the dude from the dude that everybody loved. The dude yeah. everybody love and then hate it because he cheated on his black wife or something. Jesse Williams, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I knew he looked familiar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he, he is in that fucking robot. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. Android. <laughs> yeah. Man, I was hooked to that game. It's crazy because that game don't have a lot of action to it. Mm-hmm. It's more a lot of thinking and, you know, answering questions and little shit like that. But that game had me hooked, man. I felt like I was yep. getting far a little bit. And it, it seems so real, too. So I, I've been playing that game. I've been enjoying that game. 
That's a fun one, man. Games are like basically better than movies now in some cases, man. Yeah. Like, because basically it's the same as a movie, but you get to play you and get experience the, it. Yeah, you get to pick your own ending and all that shit. Yeah. How shit ends. So I'm sitting there and they, I, I guess I had to question somebody. And I'm, I'm, my wife was sitting there watching too. I'm like, which one should I do? Which one? Which one? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was cool, man. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool game, man. See, you getting into gaming too, man. See, we know, got man. you now, dog. I know, man. <laughs> yeah, now, now yeah. you on, you, you'll be on it 12 hours a day. Yeah, it's gonna get you man. At some point, man. I ain't gonna lie. After like two hours, I had to set the controller down. Like, whoo! Yep. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I think I'm good for the day, move man. Around a little bit, yep. yeah. Yeah, yep. I, like, yep. I think I'm gonna put it up for today, man. Whoo! I was gaming. <laughs> you hear your mama yelling at you in the background. Yeah, in your mind. Get off that game and go down. outside. He's gonna play video games all day. Yeah. Yes, mama. I'm grown now. I can do what I want. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> appreciate y'all rocking with us, man. We're going to be back again next week with another dope edition of the podcast. Maybe a finished edition of Donda, but probably not. Yeah. Not betting on it. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. So yeah, until next time, happy Black History Month. I know it was the last week, but mm-hmm. shortest week month of the year, yeah. of course. I don't think, we said, a, month, I don't think we said a damn thing about Black History Month on, we on the podcast. We didn't. We don't wait till it's over until yeah. we say something. <laughs> Shout out to Black Black History History Month. Month. (laughs) (laughs) And until next time, y'all. Peace. From beginning to end, 365 days of the year, I want the same old love.